0: Hi, welcome to The Cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at d-k-e-n dot
1: Hi, welcome back to the cottage. And again, in our episode today, we're in Ezekiel 37 with dry bones. Father, we do thank you for the life that you give to all who receive. And you keep giving and you keep giving. And we keep receiving. And I pray that we receive this morning the word that you have for us. May we understand what you're trying to speak to us. And may we take it out to a world out there who's dead and dark and cold. We thank you for getting us to this place that we can come here and rest in your presence so that you can take us to higher ground. We thank you and praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's start off in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25. If you remember, I've talked to you about. Ezekiel and I even showed you some slides this morning of the temple and if you missed it well you can take someone out but I did a lot of pictures this morning so it's kind of hard to uh, describe I just let the pictures describe but if you remember I said in there around 587 586 is when they had the uh, destruction of the temple and it was prior to that that the Babylonians had come and had taken away captives like Daniel and Ezekiel to Babylon. As a matter of fact, in Ezekiel chapter 1, we see this picture of the throne room of God that Ezekiel has. But where is Ezekiel? He's in Babylon, and he's able to look up and see because he's so far away from the temple, which represents God's presence on the earth. And then chapter 8, 9, 10, and 11, I've told you that it is God who slowly leaves that temple. And we find God with Ezekiel in Babylon, with the people in Babylon, and it's God who is sending the Babylonians to destroy the temple because of the things that are going on inside that they were doing. And so Ezekiel is preaching to a people who are oppressed. They are in exile, and many of them are forgotten. As a matter of fact, it's Daniel that reminds them that, hey, Jeremiah said 70 years. <laughs> Don't you remember? That Jeremiah prophesied it'd only be 70 years and after the 70 years to have the rebuilding of the temple. But before that, you have a group of people who are experiencing great depression, and they think that this is the end. This is the end. It kind of reminds us of what we went through with the disciples. How many of the disciples actually understood what Jesus prophesied? I mean, Peter denied him three times. The rest of the disciples ran away. It was only John that stood at the cross with Mother Mary. And the women that supported Jesus. Amazing. The women support Jesus throughout his ministry. The women are the ones who run. And it's the women who Jesus appeared to first <laughs> because they didn't run. But the rest of them couldn't figure it out that Jesus was going to show them a victory that they had no idea. They were wanting Roman victory, but Jesus was going for far more. And we went through that with you on Psalm 22 during Easter Sunday, how Jesus provoked the powers of Hermon and how he ultimately brought victory over death itself, such that Paul writes, quoting the Old Testament, death wears your sting. Where is it? It doesn't matter anymore. And yet here in Ezekiel's time, we have these people that are totally oppressed. They cannot see. And Ezekiel's trying to explain to them what God's going to do. In verse 25 of chapter 36, he says, Then will I sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. They think they can't be clean. They think the past is so ruined. We've messed up. We've messed up so bad that we lost the temple, and we got kicked out just like Adam and Eve out of the garden. And the temple's destroyed, and we've messed up so bad. A friend of mine told me that for years it was very difficult for her father, because he was attending a small church and he was the one that had to put the lock on the door and leave it and had to close. He just didn't feel right about that. What did he do wrong? And they were feeling the same thing. What did we do wrong? But then we're not seeing what God's going to do. Disciples could not see. Jesus is dead. They could not see. And yet he says, then I'm going to sprinkle clean water, upon, and you shall be clean. I'm going to do this, thus saith the Lord. For all your filthiness from all your idols, I'm going to cleanse you. It was the idols. They were worshiping idols inside the temple. Now we're going to get into that a little bit, the idols. As I'm beginning this series on sacred spaces, and we're, we're talking about beginning this morning in Sunday school, we started talking about the temples. So you get a picture of... So that when it's easier, because we talked so long about going to the temple, I wanted you to see the temple. And so I, I showed you pictures of the temple, what it would have looked like. Anyway, here he's speaking to them, I'm going to cleanse you from all that. I'm going to do something great. It goes back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, this idea of the image, the idol. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the ground. That word image there is the same as idol. In other words, we are God's idol. We are where God puts his spirit inside of us. And they were making things with their own hands. And they were asking some spirit to come inside that thing, and they were worshiping that thing instead of worshiping God. They were worshiping the other spiritual people that are in rebellion to God, all the other spirits that are also created by God. And God said, I never designed you for that. I designed you to be the temple, the third temple we talked about in Sunday school, for you to be that temple, for you to be the idol, for you to have the presence of God inside you. And we are made after God. And so we should follow after God. And we should, we've been adopted by God. Therefore, we should adopt God's ways. Verse 27. So God created man, humans, Adam, in his own image. In the very image of God. Kidding image, image, image. He created him. Male and female, he created them. That word image there is salim. It means statue, idol, image, figure, replica, likeness. God made us his idol. He put his spirit, when he took the dirt and breathed his life into us, that dirt became alive. That earth became earthling. Earth that is being. He made us. You guys still have that program over here called American Idol? I don't know, dude. Do they have that? Over there they copied it and they had Indian Idol and all these other copycats, you know, copy everything. You know, but we are God's idol. We house the presence of God. People know God because of us. When Charles Finney walked into that factory, people fell down and repented. Repented of their sins because he carried the presence of God so strong. That's what the Bible teaches. A lot of people don't know that. That's the Hebrew word right there. That's what Genesis 1 is talking about. And yet they turned and made idols when God made us to be his idol. To be his replica, to be his likeness, to be godly, to be God to them that are dead. And Ezekiel also promises the next verse. We're back to Ezekiel 36, verse 26. That was Genesis 1:26 and 27. This is Ezekiel 36:26. A new heart also I give you and a new spirit will I put it within you that's what an idol was supposed to be they would make the idol and then they pray and the God's spirit would come down inside that statue this is what Ezekiel's talking about I'm going to put my spirit back in you and I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh And that's the amazing thing about the Bible that's so different from all the other ancient religions. Most of the ancient religions were all caught up in the spirit only. Only the spirit. It was an outrage to have Jesus Christ raised from the dead to bring his body back. They never liked the flesh. They were always opposed to the flesh. The flesh is of this world. We're trying to be spiritual. We're trying to join the karma or something up there. The, 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 the Bhagwan, you know. Nirvana. Our spirit goes up there. We're trying to join that up there. The Brahma. They don't like the flesh. But it is the Old Testament, the New Testament, your Bible, my Bible, the Hebrew Bible that talks about the importance that God is into flesh. Can you believe that? We're always talking about the flesh like it's a bad thing. I'm only human like it's a bad thing. But Jesus became human. He became what humanity is supposed to be to give us a way to understand that Jesus is God in the flesh. That's an idol. That's what an idol was. The presence of God inside a physical object. That's an idol. And that's what Jesus was. Well, we've never been taught that before. But that's what the Bible says. I'm going to put my spirit in you. And I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. The stone. (laughs) Jeremiah talked about the heart. Jeremiah seventeen nine said the heart is incurable. Fine, we'll do open heart surgery. I'm just take that out and, and put a new one in there. It's not about stones. It's about flesh. It's not about idols and statues. It's about you being the presence of God. Spirit here is where we get the word for wind and breath. Also, it's ruach. Exciting. Did I spit on you? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Got on Larry now. It's Hebrew. Means spirit, means breeze, means breath. Think of Nicodemus. He's like, I can't see the wind. You know, Jesus trying to explain to Nicodemus, you can't see the wind. You can't see the breath. But for me to speak, I have to have breath because I can't speak without breath. I cannot speak without breath. Put your your hand up to your mouth. Can you speak without breath? Can you? Can I get an amen? he will get my first amen. Not my first one. Try to speak without breathing. You have to breathe to speak. It just doesn't work. Verse 27. We're still in Ezekiel 36. Verse 27. And I will put my spirit, my spirit. I put my spirit, that's what an idol is. I'm going to put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and you shall do them. Hallelujah. I'm going to do this. You're not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Jesus, I think it's John 3, 34 that says was filled with the spirit without measure. and That's what caused him to be able to do what he was doing. Because he had such overflow of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Galatians 5, 16, Paul says the same thing. Then This I said: then walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Just follow the Spirit. Just walk in the Spirit. That's it. You want to know what you're supposed to do? Walk in the Spirit. Everything else, don't do. Walk in the Spirit. Same thing. And Ezekiel just said, "I'm going to put my spirit, in, and you will do the right thing. You will do. I'm going to do that through you. Believe it or not. Now these people are like, we messed up. <laughs> the temple's gone. Not only did we lose the God, we lost the temple. We lost everything. We're at, we're way away from home." We lost mommy and daddy at Walmart and we're not even at Walmart anymore. We have no idea where mommy and daddy's at. We're lost. And Ezekiel is speaking to them but Paul picks up on the same thing in in Galatians 5.25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I'm going to cause you to do. Paul picks up on this language to describe life with Jesus is walking the same thing he walked. 1 John 2.6 says that if we say that we are believers, right? That we'll do what Jesus did. We'll walk as He did. And He walked in the Spirit. So we got to walk in the Spirit. Now, Ezekiel 37. As you notice, the title is Dry Bones. Ezekiel 37, famous passage. Thinking about the resurrection. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel gets this vision. It says, Then the hand of the Lord was upon me. Oh, come up higher. Let me give you a hand. Come up and see what I'm cooking, as he go. You need a hand? Grab a hold of the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord was me and carried me. The Lord carried me in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley, of the valley which was full of bones. Now the picture I had up there is wrong because that had skeletons, but I couldn't find a nice picture. It doesn't say skeletons, it's just bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. Behold, there were many in the open valley. Oh, lo, they were very dry. This is not a recent battle. This is from in. I mean, it's, it's gone. The sun has bleached these bones. The animals have picked every flesh off these bones. There's nothing left but just bones, and they've been sitting there a long time. They're very dry. Sometimes we wonder. My wife is wondering, Jesus, how long is this going to take? How long is this going to take? They were 400 years, 400 years in Egypt, 400, 400 years as slaves in Egypt. How long? Psalm 13. How long, Lord? How long? Dry bones, very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And answered, Oh Lord, you know, you can do whatever you want to. You can do whatever you want to. And my question this morning for us is can these bones live? Do we trust the Lord? The Lord is asking us, can these bones live? Can they? Now, you would think it's humanly impossible. But Ezekiel's smart enough to know that, God, you can do whatever you want to. Well, I'm going to let you do this, because this is going to be exciting if you do it. Because I can't, and I won't. But you can. And Ezekiel says, you probably will. Let's see. Faith. To believe. Can these bones live? Can they? And again, he said to me, prophesy unto these bones. And said to them, O ye dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. This is God's word, not Ezekiel's. Hear ye the word. Can you hear? When God said in that darkness, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says, the Spirit of God was hovering over those waters. In darkness. And then God said, light. Prophesy, Ezekiel, the word of the Lord. Ezekiel is only speaking God's word. Speaking God's word. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, so that you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. This is what was taken off of them
0: in reverse.
1: It's put back on. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. Now, this word shaking, we don't really know what it means. Some translations have put in there rattling, like the rattling of bones, and it could be that. But it could also be that the earth was shook. Because we're talking about. Life from the dead. Who's to say that the same ground that opened up and swallowed those who rebelled against Moses. Remember that lot? The lot that rebelled against Moses. The only people I know that went down, down there alive. Swallowed into the grave. The ground opened them up and swallowed Moses' cousin who rebelled. But the same ground possibly the grave is opening up. In this earthquake, this shaking who knows? We're not sure what this noise is, but it's, it's a noise. There is a tremble. And Jesus on the cross, there was an earthquake that opened up the graves. And after he rose from the dead, others rose from the dead and went into Jerusalem preaching the gospel. Why? Because the disciples were hiding under cover. <laughs> preach the resurrection the other disciples are all hiding underneath the bed storm oh my gosh he's dead he's fine I'll, go get, I'll, I'll bring up I'll bring up the retirees <laughs> call them up out of retirement come on Moses come on David come on old testament saint come on Abraham get out there and preach for me because Peter's hiding underneath the blankets Prophesy unto these bones. And you shall know that I am Lord. So I prophesied as was commanded. As I prophesied, there was a noise. And there behold, the shaking and the bones came together. Bone to his bone. Kind of painful right now, Katie, right? Bone to bone. But he's not done yet with these folks. He's just getting started. Amen. And when I beheld to the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them from above and there was no... Breath in them. Having the structure, but no life. Having the Word, but no Spirit. Having the truth, but my Father is the Spirit, and all those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. We can't just have the structure, we can't just have the building, we just can't have the service, we have to have the Spirit. Then he said unto them, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus said the Lord, come from the four winds, from everywhere, north, east, west, south, you come, O breath, and breathe upon these slains that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came to them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Do you feel cut off? Do you feel like it's over? Do we feel like an end? Do we feel like whatever we've done is so bad that there's no hope. Because that's where they were at. Right here in verse 11. This is what the people are thinking. Ezekiel's called to be a meteor between God the Father and the people. And God is saying this and the people are saying mm, mm, mm. Your body is saying mm, mm, mm. Your family members mm, mm, mm. The world mm, mm, mm. Waxing worse and worse and worse Can we try the rest of that verse? (laughs) Waxing worse and worse. I keep hearing that. Can we get to the rest of the verse? Waxing worse and worse. Let's read the rest of the verse. They can get worse. But we can prophesy the winds to bring life back. Because God's not finished yet. If he was, we'd be out of here. The trumpet would be sounded and we'd be gone. But he's not done yet. The cardinals, I think they're done. <laughs> but he's not done. Maybe that's why. Alberta's not here. Sorry, Alberta. She's not here. i mourning the loss. He goes on in verse 12. We're still in Ezekiel 37. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord, God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves. And cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel and you shall know that I'm the Lord. Now he's talking about both houses, the ones that got kicked out back in 700s in Assyria and that's the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom at 586. And you shall know that I'm the Lord when I've opened your graves. We sing that song open my eyes (laughs) when we're opening graves, opening graves. And shall put my spirit in you. And you shall live. And I shall place you in my own land. Then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken and performed it. Thus saith the Lord. He's going back to Genesis when he took that earth. Breathed in it. Genesis 2.7. The Ruach. Into earth. And earth became earthly. And then he placed of um, humanity in that garden and says you shall be my priest you shall be my gardeners you shall tend this and you shall protect this. The problem is they didn't protect it. They let the snake in the house. And they should have drove that snake out. Genesis 2.7 And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. God crafted out of the clay. He made humans. But just like Ezekiel, they had to be breathed into to come alive. God says, I'm going to do new creation. Resurrection. I'm going to raise this up. You think it's dead? I'm going to give a life. Psalm 104. Psalm 104 talks about the same thing. Verses 29 and 30. Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, and they die. And they return to the dust. What did Adam and Eve? From the ground you came, from the ground you returned. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If you take away your spirit, God, I keep trying to tell you, we breathe out, giving God back the life he gave us, but we never know when we're going to breathe our last, and he's not going to give it back. Because when he don't give it back, it's done. But verse 30 says, Thou sendest forth thy spirit, and they're created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. Renewest the face of the earth. Take earth and make it earthling. Take dry bones and make them an army. What are you facing? I don't know. What are you fighting? I don't know. But I know who's with you. And he knows everything. He knows it all. David was so concerned when he had his sin with Bathsheba. He thought it was over. Just like they did in Ezekiel's day. It's over. We've messed up. It's over, It's, it's done. I'm finished. David cried out in verse Psalm 51. He wrote these words: verses 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit with it. Give me that heart. Ezekiel later on prophesies, I'm going to give you a new heart. Cast me not away from your presence. Don't let your presence leave me. Your spirit. Leave me. Take not your presence from me. Your spirit. But renew a right spirit in me. In Hosea chapter 6. He talks about this again. The prophet Hosea. Speaking to the, the, the people. About death. After two days he will revive us and the third day he will raise us up. And we shall live in his sight and then we shall know. If we fall on to know the Lord, this going forth is prepared as the morning and he shall come to us as the rain and the latter and former rain upon the earth. Hosea prophesied resurrection on the third day. Resurrection on the third day. Raise you up. I'm going to raise you up. Isaiah 26, 19, the dead men shall live. Ezekiel's prophesying. Hosea's prophesying. Isaiah's prophesying. Together with my dead body shall they rise. Hello, it's not just him. It's you and me that are going up. I keep trying to tell you, get up. Get up. Get up. We just did Jesus rising from the dead. Hello, he's not finished yet. It's an encore performance. He's going to get us up. Awake and sing ye that dwell in the dust for as the dew is as the dew of herbs and the earth shall be cast out as dead. The earth is going to cast out as dead. One day you and I are going to be resurrected. And the earth is going to shoot us up. One day. But right now he still wants us to get some of that now. He wants us to get up out of whatever we're in. Daniel 12. Also, Daniel, here we go. All the heavy hitters. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Daniel. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt, and they shall be wise. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, that they that turn many to righteous as the stars are forever and ever. God is raising us up. We're going to be like the stars in the heavens. They they saw the stars and they saw that as like their light into heaven. They saw that as as gateways into heaven where there are divine beings that surround the throne. Those are the stars. We're going to be like them. We're going to be joining them around the throne. We're going to be like them, like the stars. Abraham, see the stars. I'm going to make you like the stars. I'm going to make you shine. Shine. As long as we're in this world, we are the light of the world. We shine. And as God raises up Jesus and fills him with the Spirit, he gives us the Spirit so that we can be what God has called us to be. Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 11. Paul says this as we close. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Hello. If the spirit that raised Jesus up that we preached last Sunday dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, uh, make alive Mm -hmm. your mortal bodies by a spirit that dwells in you. And Paul's not just talking about on that day. He's talking about right now. Right now, he's gonna make it alive. Can these bones live? God knows. God knows. Can your bones live? God knows. You can be like they were. Man, it's hopeless. Be like Ezekiel. <laughs> you know, God. I'm watching. I'm watching to see what you do next. Raising Jesus from the dead, that's just getting started. He's just getting warmed up. Because he's going to do greater things to them that believe. John 14, 12. Greater things. Are we ready to experience these things? May not seem like it. May like seem like a bunch of dry bones. That's what they see. But God knows. Do you trust Him? you have faith in Him to believe what He's going to do? Father, we thank You that You know about dry bones. (laughs) Woo! Do You know? Dry bones. And even though they crucified You on that tree, it didn't matter because You had a plan to blow everyone out of the water. And You're still That same God. And Paul said the same God who raised Jesus from the dead. One day will raise us up. Yes, the earth will kick us out. But in the meantime, you still empower us to that righteousness that Daniel talked about. That we need to spread your righteousness around. To them that are dying. There's many outside of this building that do not have that breath of life in them. They're walking around dead. Waiting to become filled with your spirit. Waiting. Let us reach out to them. Let us show them that these dry bones can live. And we can live by walking in the spirit. And doing what you called us to do in your strength when ours is gone. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at DKEN.com. Dot CC. That's D K E N dot CC. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.